you can get Joel no Joel Linton's, Linton's number seven, by the way. So you've got to change. J seven. J seven. Oh, I like no. it. I like it. I yeah, like Callum it. Wilson took number nine, and they swapped. That does seem a bit. It definitely smart, wasn't honestly. Joel Linton's choice to swap. It was very clear in the picture where Wilson was beaming and Joel Linton. Jace. Surprise him still there. The number seven is nicer than the number nine. Oh my God! Yeah, the Newcastle keeper shirt for this year, lads. How it is? Is it bad? This, this could be. Wow. Have you seen Everton's... That's not a keeper shirt, that. Have you seen Everton's home keeper shirt? Oh, fuck off, Ad. That's their home keeper kit. Everton's? Well, no wonder it's got bars on it. (laughs) God, that's wasted on the pre-show. Yeah, that is... Hello and welcome back to the In Around Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Will Hunt, and joining me this week, like every week, is Sports Media's number one, number one, Joel Linton correspondent. It's Mr. Mike Breslin. Hello, everyone. We're back. Yeah, we're back, and we're gonna kick. We're gonna go straight into it, Mike. We're gonna go. Stra- Dave is here too, and we'll do his intro in a second. But we're gonna go straight into it, Mike. The Joel Linton report. Hit it. Well. He's changed number from the iconic number nine to, well, the number seven. So maybe he's changing position, moving out wide. Going to be the tricky winger this year, uh, moving away from the Firmino role. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure what to say here. <laughs> he didn't win. He didn't win the Copa America. Well, Brazil didn't, and it's no wonder because they didn't take him. I think no. I may have said this on the last pod. Uh, but there you go. Interesting. J7 this year, that's the new brand. Yeah, are we are we shocked that when they gave him a new number, they gave him one like 7? I thought they'd be giving him like 94 or something, like really get him out. 7 7 plus or minus is he going to score more or less than 7 goals this season? All comps, all comps. I'm going to say minus. <laughs> I'm going to say minus 7. I don't believe in him. I do not believe in him. Oh no! If they, sign, if they sign Willock, it really is game over. Here's the better question: Will he be outscored by J5? Probably, Probably yeah, yeah, I'd yeah. say so. So, mm-hmm. I think so. Right. Anyway, in there to Mike's left is uh the old Mosley Marauder, Mr. David Harris. Thanks, Will. Come, coming to us from sunny Mosley. Is it? Yeah. Not yeah. sure it is very sunny, but. Open those blinds, come on. Yeah, open them blinds, Dave, come on. Get a bit of vitamin D, come on. Anyway. Look, they're stuck on one one side, so I don't bother with them. (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable. It's a glamorous life out of a podcast. I open them on a sunny day, and I've not been able to get them to stay up since, so they're just down now. There you are, ladies and gentlemen. Look, my father's tried as well. He can't get them to stay up, so I've just accepted that those ones are never going back up. Life away from your parents treating you, yeah. up, treating you well, Dave. 
look at that. Look at David Harris. Look, four minutes into the podcast, he's completely so cocky. <laughs> right it's a case of the blind leading the blind anyway (laughs) let's move on that's why why what we're here to talk about um so friend of the podcast well we use the term friend very loosely uh harry morgan wrote in to basically ask us to um to sort of chat about draft and fantasy because it's the season where you've got to start thinking about who you're picking are we gonna stick with having joel linton in there and things like that so we're just going to use that to kind of talk about some of the players we're excited to see in the league next year from a fantasy perspective but also from an actual watching football perspective Mm -hmm. um my favorite thing about fantasy is that you'll be sat there watching it there have been times where it's made me watch an absolutely dreadful Monday, waste my time watching a Monday night football game. I remember going mad celebrating because Victor and each of me had scored two goals and he was winning me a game. <laughs> week. I think it was the only two goals he ever scored, but anyway. How the heck did you have Victor and each of on fantasy football? Because it was like three million. Something oh like that. Oh, God. He was useless. I think that was the season where you needed to basically to keep up, you needed to have Suarez, Suarez, Bale and... Um, Van Persie just to even give yourself a chance. Exciting times. Anyway, um, been some transfer news while we're away. Uh, Jane Sancho, Mike, confirmed to be playing at United. I feel like ever since we've been doing this podcast, I've been talking about Jane Sancho going to United. But um, probably a good pick up early doors on fantasy. I'd have thought so. Depending how many people you've got, if you're doing a draft, I'd have thought he'd go in one of the first two rounds at least it's got to be top top maybe 15 do you reckon if you're if you're looking at strikers I sh- uh, is he on fantasy let me just have a little look because um, it, it'd be interesting to know what position he is if he's a, he's he's, a, so he's a midfielder yeah Not- so that does kind of increase his value a little bit yeah <clears throat> Because you can get the, you can get, you can sneak a cheeky clean sheet point, uh, and obviously you've got your goals and assists as well. Um, yeah, we obviously I like the pickup for United. It takes a bit of pressure off Greenwood. We kept Cavani. Rashford, I think, is going to have some sort of time off because of injury as well. So it all kind of helps to cover those. And yeah, I think that's obviously a huge, a huge addition for the league. Um, and someone you probably want to, yeah, would want to look for in fantasy, I'd have thought, early doors. Especially, I, I'm, I'm just looking at normal fantasy, if you're not doing draft. He's nine and a half mil. That doesn't seem too bad to me. Look, yeah, it's not actually too bad. If you're not playing draft, you're playing fantasy all wrong, but there you are. Um, yeah, the draft no, is good fun, but... I think he's a good pick up and particularly like you say because he's a midfielder because I remember when when we did our draft last year um and I had to I had an early pick and I think I had the choice between Kane and Salah and I ended up taking Salah solely because he was a midfielder you must have been picked two then after me because I took De Bruyne first where did you finish Uh, eighth I think out of how many I'm not not too sure. I'm not aware of how many people are in the league. Well, it was less than I, ten. Mike, and it was in fact, there was only seven actual people in the league. Yeah, that yeah. Is I also lost to average. <laughs> average came like fourth though, so it's just, probably don't want to be listening to us about <laughs> draft. Um, Dave, 
we've seen over the last couple of years that players from the Bundesliga, because it's such a, a wide open league that caters to attacking football, come over and sort of struggle to make an instant impact. Do you think Sancho will have the same kind of struggles that we saw um, mm. a Havertz and a Werner, for example, off the top of my head, have last year? Not, I'm not so sure with Sancho, just because I know obviously most of his senior football has been in, in Bundesliga, but he already was for his entire like academy career in England. So I think maybe that will help him a little bit. I think when you take into account players like Werner and Havertz, for example, uh, like being away from home for them might might be sort of an element. But with Sancho coming back to England, I don't think that that will really be a struggle. So his settling in really is just in terms of the football. I don't really think there's as much of an off-the-pitch element. Having said that, Sancho will be under immense amount of pressure just because... Man United fans have been waiting for Marquis signing for ages. Um, and yeah, everyone's expecting big things from him. So We've been waiting for Sancho for a year and a half, haven't they? That's probably not helped. And it's also hard to say how well he'll do because obviously he's been great at Dortmund. Um, but I feel when a young player makes a move to a club like Dortmund, they sort of have more of an opportunity to just sort of find their feet. Uh, with United, I think people will obviously want him to hit the ground running straight away. Um, and let's be honest, with a lot of Man U's big signings in the last few years, it's not really been the case. So, yeah, just piggyback. Uh, he's a fantastic player. It's just hard to speculate. I think obviously that element that he's not moving to a country that isn't his homeland. Like he's coming back to England. I think that removes maybe. An element that Havertz and Werner have, for example. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I still think it will be strange for him to go from a team where he's sort of built his way up to being a good player to coming in as a huge marquee signing. Mm-hmm. Moving off from like talking about United's recent signings, so often it's been been the name as opposed to the profile of the player. I get a sense with Sancho, though, that it is the profile of the player, someone to fill in on that right side and perhaps take some of the playmaking duties off Fernandez. Mike, what do you do you see him as the missing piece of the attack, really? Uh, not Possibly. He's going to be, I think, a bit of an outrage. I don't watch, obviously, much German football, but everything I hear from the German press and people on Twitter is that he's just been tearing that league up. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, even in the Euros, a lot of the, the a lot of the Germans are saying, if, you, if you're not going to play uh, Sancho, we'll bloody take him. <laughs> we'll have him. Yeah, I think that maybe he's not going to necessarily straight out the gate turn things around, but you have to find something else, some other way to break a team down just than just Fernandez or a penalty. So, yeah, that is good news that we've got something different um, and yeah, I think he's going to be class, to be fair. I hope so, anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's stick with United. Um, obviously, if you're picking defenders early in draft, unless they're Trent Alexander-Arnold, you're an absolute idiot. But Rafa Varane looking like he's going to sign for United for a decent fee. Last year of his deal, 28. Um, obviously, pedigree beyond pedigree, hasn't he? He's got four Champions Leagues and a World Cup. So he's a good player. Um, <laughs> let's just get that out of the way he's a good player but are you excited to finally have a partner for Harry Maguire Mike 
Thank God I don't have to watch Lindelof week in, week out anymore. Good grief. Yeah, no, uh, obviously, I think that's pretty solid. You know, my opinion of Maguire has certainly gone up after the Euros again. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, having Maguire next to him, you've got Shaw at left back, who again had a really good Euros. And then there was talk of a spine trippier. That would be a pretty good back four. I don't yeah. have to watch uh, Wambasaka cross a ball anymore, which is also a good thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd be pretty happy with that, to be fair. And yeah, Varane, is he, uh, does he score many goals? Not really. really. So is he a fantasy pickup? Tough to say. No, it just, it, well, I mean, you're not, you're not but, a good defensive team the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, clean sheets, you're, li- yeah. you're likely to get some clean sheet points, but you want someone who can get like a, like a, well, the reason you pick up Trent is because he can get a load of assists. Yeah, or Van picking, Dyke, for example, because he's going to win some headers and score some goals. You pick, you pick Trent third, like I did last year, and then he had a stinker, disaster. Yeah. Yeah. Most most expensive yeah. defender, I think, on fantasy he is. Um, yeah. So yeah, little... Varane's going to be good. He's not on the game yet, so I can't tell you how much he's going to be because obviously we haven't signed him. But that would be an interesting one as to whether you go for him or not. Because, like I say, ideally you want a defender, probably a wing back or a centre back who's going to score you some goals. Yeah, uh, that's at least that's what I look for in a defender. Not yeah. to give my draft away. <laughs> to give your draft away. Uh, usually, Mike. After not that the it last... matters. Like after the last two years of your performance in our draft, I think everyone sort of sits there and goes, "Oh, that's who Mike's picking." I'll steer clear of them. Yeah, well, that's good then. <laughs> Mike, let's have a look at your watch list and we'll scrub <laughs> them off ours. Um, but moving beyond fantasy, Dave, do you see the additions of Sancho and Varane as being the thing that perhaps turns United into? legitimate title contender not not this not this we came second and you're like yeah but you were 65 65 points behind man city and they were never worked kind of thing um it's hard it's hard to say because i think obviously the signings are not hard to say sancho great uh finally man united saying what everyone deems to be man united players right but i think man city and liverpool are so far ahead of everyone else in the league Although Liverpool, I have doubts about, to be honest, now. But Man United, still in the last like five years, have not been anywhere near Man City or Liverpool. They're certainly nowhere near Man City. I can tell you that much. So I don't think they're title contenders. <laughs> Did I miss? No, they're... they're just Man not. Man City and Liverpool. Did I? City. Champions what? of England. Uh, Never. Champions of England, City. What about Champions of Europe, Dave? Let's have some respect. Go well, on. fine. <laughs> Chelsea might be more bloody contenders than United, to be honest. Uh, it, according to the betting odds, just by, just a quick side note, City are massive favourites, obviously. Yeah, of course yeah. they are. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Liverpool are 5-1, to one, Chelsea 11-2, to two, Man U 15-2. to two. Uh, yeah. So... We're actually fourth favourites. So I'm a bit surprised we're fourth favourites, to be honest, by the betting markets. I think, I think it could certainly help United actually perform in Europe. Um, yeah. But I'm not sure it's necessarily going to turn them into 
you know, a team that can really go toe to toe with Man City. So, yeah, so one of these days I'm going to stop coming on this podcast. And I'm going to stop shitting on Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. But good Today coach, not that day. good coach. The one thing those other three coach, those other three teams have is they have legitimate. You could make a claim that they're world class coaches. You can certainly say that Pep and Klopp are, and you could you can probably make the same for Tommy Tactics. But that's I'd say so. That's something that United don't have. Like for all as good as I think Solskjaer probably is. He's not the he's not the caliber of the other, so that's a knock against them. But I just think it's interesting that they've bought Sancho, they've bought Varane, and in terms of where you'd put them in the league, you'd still say you'd still say, oh, you know, I, I prefer City. You'd probably you'd you'd say on first eleven alone, if Van Dijk's fit, you probably have Liverpool, and then you'd probably consider Chelsea. And you'd I'd say that, yeah, the Chelsea's a bit of a toss-up, probably. That's pretty close, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, so it's just, it's just interesting, but... It is have... interesting. I don't think we can win the league. Uh, well, I don't even think the league's much of a competition this year, to be honest. No. Uh, well, for, the, for the first place. There's plenty of other stuff to play for, yeah. but I think City, particularly if uh, as yeah, we'll we may on well get on to. We will. Yeah. We will. Yeah. I think it's next. But... um. In terms of like the actual league, I think I think what we've noticed, and it, this it's weird to say without Chelsea buying anyone because the because you can you can see Liverpool's jump is just getting people back fit. City are buying people, United are buying people. Chelsea haven't bought anyone, but they've had a pre-season under Tommy, Thomas Tuchel, so you'd expect them to be better. You'd expect the players they bought last year to be better. So I, I feel like all the other contenders for fourth have kind of either stayed put or haven't got better. So I think that's a that's a thing in this league now. You look at Sancho and Varane, that's what's required to almost stand still at the top. It's mad, isn't it? It's interesting. It really is. But to be to, <laughs> add, to answer my own question, no, they're not contenders because they haven't bought a defensive midfielder. Again, they haven't bought one. Again, terrible. Never buy a defensive midfielder in draft unless it's J5. He's the only one even close to worth picking up on fantasy football. <sighs> what a player he is too, honestly. Blonde or shouts, that's what I'm hearing. Anyway, um, let's go on. Let's talk about a player that is quite often a presumptive number one pick. But really interesting. Harry Kane. So for posterity's sake, we're recording this on Monday, 2nd of August. He is just not turned up for training. Which <laughs> <at> is <laughs> wonderful, isn't it? Did you see um, they're going to fine him for that? Yeah, good luck. If he cares. Good luck. He yeah, care. like he cares. Who's your grand a week? He doesn't give a shit. Um, firstly, on did either of you expect this coming from Harry? Expect this no. from Harry Kane? Because I, I saw him refuse no. to turn up for training. I thought, no. Shocked, to be honest. I couldn't believe it when I saw that, that headline come up this morning. I could not believe it. Um, he just doesn't seem like that t- sort of... Uh, sort of bloke to like try and force for a move does he I'm although I think I think he is kind of right this time now is your last yeah. chance pal yeah and if you're ever going to do it now is the time then uh wasn't he promised last year that he could leave this year if they didn't didn't like challenge for anything or, or do well in the Champions League is people have been floating don't know how true that is. Yeah, it, it, reporting like that in gentlemen's agreements is always difficult because I know Suarez had one, didn't he? And that's why Liverpool were 
Liverpool let him go to Barcelona in so many ways. But it's hard to know, isn't it? Like, at the end of the day, he signed a six-year contract and he knew when he signed it that was committing him to the club for that long. So Yeah, I'm shocked. Yeah, I'm shocked that he hasn't turned up, really. But like like Mike says, I think with his age, it's it's almost last chance saloon for a mega, mega move. Yeah, particularly given when anyone who watched him at the Euros had uh, probably came away slightly concerned about his uh, knees. I know yeah. I did. Um, so here's the big question for you. If he does move to Man City, because that's the only place he's going, um, let's be honest, does that affect taking him first? Would he be your first choice anyway, I guess? Uh, if he moves to Man City, I think you'd probably still take him first, yeah. He's going to score a hat for, isn't he? Yeah. Dave? <laughs> yeah, I, to be honest, I think you still take him first because, I mean, look how many goals and stuff he's he contributed last year and, in theory, he'd be going into a Man City team that just creates way more chances and he's a great finisher. So, in theory, he should still be bagging loads of goals, I would think. Yeah, the only problem is fitness and with any Man City player, the the old classic pep rotation. Pep rotation. I was just rotation. thinking that. Yeah. Uh, and if if there's concerns about Kane's fitness, he's going to rotate him even more, and that's that. I guess that is your main concern, and that's kind of shot me in the foot with getting De Bruyne two years in a row. One year he was out for four or five months. Entire, yeah. yeah, and the, even last year he had a, a couple of months on the sideline. So. Yeah, that is a bit of a worry with Kane, but I feel like you've just got to take the best, probable, the best point scorer first. I guess if you think Liverpool are going to have a bounce back, you could take Salah. Well, Salah last year put up absolute sheer numbers anyway. Yeah, without yeah. anyone um, noticing. So I would put, I would take, I mean, my first, if we're just moving off the subject of Kane solely onto first picks, I would think Salah or Bruno. Just because set-piece takers, midfielders, going to score a ton of goals, probably get a fair few assists too. Mm-hmm. Um, probably, if they're fit, they're going to play most weeks, particularly in Bruno's case. <laughs> I, just, I just don't think you can really look too far from them. Oh, yeah. Sorry. On Bruno Fernandes, do you know how many games he played this season? Oh, my God. It's Dave's stat of the yeah, week. I, yeah, <laughs> this is off the cuff. Do you know how many games he's played? No. 70. 70? Yeah, because Pedri is, for some reason, playing for Spain at the Olympics, and he played his 70th game the other day, and he matched Bruno Fernandes. 70 games in less than a year. By the way, if you happen to play uh, La Liga fantasy football... September last year? Pedri Pedri would be a good pick-up on there. If you happen to play La Liga fantasy football, I've got a hot tip for you. Get Lionel Messi. Catalonia, <laughs> <laughs> I've heard he's pretty good. He's probably not on the game at the moment. Yeah, he probably is, not he's outside, isn't he? Well, I mean, if he turns up in fantasy prep, this whole podcast is irrelevant. Get him. <laughs> um, just get him. Just go and buy him. Um, but no. So, two of you, who's your first pick? Everyone's available on the board. Let's assume that Harry Kane's gone to Man City. It's a horrible feeling. Yeah. You you just kind of want someone else to pick the first pick for yeah, you because yeah. it makes yeah. the next pick a lot yeah. easier. Yeah. Uh, so you're taking Salah or Fernandez. 
I'll, t- I'll take Kane, I think. I would take Kane. Come on, lads, it's Danny Ings. <laughs> uh, you see, I, I genuinely can see Dave talking himself into, like, Mane or something. As like, no, I did that last year. And Mane, He's the best football player in the world. Mane had a very concerning season last year, to say did, the least. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Bruno makes sense, really, as much as I don't actually like him that much. <laughs> he, he makes sense. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah, I, I would go Bruno just the sheer amount of points and the fact you know he is going to be played pretty much every single game. Yeah. Okay. All good. I think Bruno is probably a pretty good shot. Now, if the reporting that certain bids are about to be made for Erling Haaland came in, be it from either of the people, the three clubs that are apparently in for him, Chelsea, City, United, um, if he came in. Would he be your first pick? Would that change your mind, or would you fear the Bundesliga tax? Because I fear the Bundesliga tax with everyone there. Yeah, we'll learn his lesson last year. I learned my lesson. Imagine that first round. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'll imagine. Still pick <laughs> uh, yeah, Harlan could be your first pick. That guy's just a machine, isn't he? I he think is. he goes maybe yeah. one or two lower, just because yeah, he hasn't been in the league before. Yeah. I thought he still goes top three or four though. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. If you've got eight, this is a second question I want to ask, completely unrelated. You've got eight. Assuming you've got eight players in your draft, and that's your first yeah. round. Does Raheem Sterling go in the first round? <sighs> I okay, think so. that rotation hurts Sterling, but he does rack up a lot of points. In the past, in past seasons, not last year, he's put up numbers. Numbers, yeah. And he's a midfielder. Okay, so who goes ahead of him? Fernandez, Kane, Kane. Salah. Fernandez, Kane, Salah. De Bruyne, probably. No. Maybe I'm, Grealish to be to be Grealish, honest. Uh, Grealish isn't a first round yeah, for me. Yeah, I mean, I can't have that. No. Fine. No, I just don't think he puts up the the raw numbers that you need. I think he'll be brilliant, but. Um. Fernandez, Kane, Salah. Is Trent a first rounder in eight? I reckon Trent is just for Top if eight. He turns up. If he turns up though, oh, you can't pick a defender first round. first round. Does Son go first round? Oh yes. Yeah, he would. Son definitely goes first round. Uh, Rashford no, is Rashford a first rounder? No. I don't think so. Sancho a first rounder. Yeah, now that one's interesting because he could be. Okay. But if he is, then Sterling probably also is. Is Gundogan a first rounder? No. No. Riyad Mahrez. As much as I love that guy, Mahrez, sure. I don't think so oh. either. What is going on here? Mahrez is clear of all these. The only reason I'm saying I'm taking him first. I keep saying that they might get rid of him. Yeah. Hopefully to Chelsea. Good lord. We I tell you what, we get Riyad Mahrez, we'll go back to back in the European <laughs> Championship, we tell you. Oh my god. Back to back. Yeah, so it looks like Sterling is a first rounder. Maybe he is then, just what's your thoughts on Paul Pogba? Do you hope that he has a good season? Um he if he does, does, he'll put up numbers. I wouldn't take Pogba. Pogba. I wouldn't take Paul Pogba. Yeah, he would. In so- Maybe I round four at the earliest. I would if somehow France were playing in the Premier League. <laughs> round four? Not at the earliest. My God. you got to think that's... How has Vardy put up the third best attacking numbers last year? That's a good point. Is Jamie Vardy 
first round before Sterling? He might be, yeah, because he's a forward as well, which is you can get. What? You can get. There's not that many forwards that put All up right, big don't, numbers. Don't shoot me down here, lads. I'm going to. I'm going to. No. I'm to what about Iannaccio? Finished the season form of his life. <laughs> I wanted to see how long Will would stay. <laughs> oh no! It's because you—it's because you mentioned Vardy. I was thinking, can I get away with bringing him in? And then you—you you mentioned Leicester, so the perfect show. He's just come back. I had the perfect opportunity to bring him in because I didn't think you were going to bring up Vardy. No, no. My God, don't, don't shoot me down. Should I say it? The other day, listeners, I asked these. No, on a serious Falling take was. And Mike no, said Joel Trotter, which is fair enough. I'm Dave said, Dave said Ravel Morris would be good. And that isn't even in your top 20 bad takes. <laughs> no, on a serious note, forget I actually. Do you still think Aubameyang, do you still risk picking him in the hope that he, he is as good as he was the season before last? Not in the first round, you don't. Is he a midfielder? No, nah, he's, he's a striker, forward. Take him. I wouldn't take him that early, no. Fair. You could probably... Uh, I was going to say maybe second... If you've got eight, maybe sec, late second round, you can probably get him for a decent steal, I reckon. So, I want to rattle, few, I want to rattle through a few names. You tell me what round. Assuming that... It's an eight-team kind of thing. Yeah. Gut feeling. Where does Timo Werner go? He's. I think he's one of the most difficult players to think about with regards to this draft because sheer volume. I'm means, high on Werner, by the uh, way. So. Uh, uh, don't do this to me. I was going to say maybe like third round. Okay, he doesn't sound that excited. I was going to say, I think I'm quite high on him, and I'm saying, like, yeah, end of the second, start of the third round. I was putting him in the second. I think he goes second. Second round. Yeah. Okay, I'm not Just, as high as I thought I was on him then. I don't think That's he's okay. going to. I don't think he's ever going to be a phenomenal <clears throat> finisher. But he got what eight assists last year in the league, like, and his output improved after. I guess in terms. <sighs> He's just going to put up. He's going to put up some sort of any sort of numbers at all because of just the way he is and the way they work for that system. So he's an interesting one. Sticking with the I just, show. I just want you to know that Lacazette outscored him last year. I know Lacazette. Lacazette was actually good at the end of the season. Though. How did, the heck did that happen? Lacazette had a very good Premier League season, but yeah. only one of them went home with a medal. <laughs> and um, Bamiang outscored both of them. That is true, and he caught malaria. Mm. Um. Anyway, Havertz. Ah, uh, yeah. I love Havertz, but I'd say second round. I agree. I think Havertz is is top quality. I'm saying early second round too. Yeah. Top of the second round. Uh, depends. Is Will picking second in the second round? Because if he is, he's going. <laughs> he might go first round, to be honest. Uh, I don't know. I reckon thinking thinking about him and thinking about the sort of the player he sort of morphed to into those last couple of months, particularly when they started playing him at striker and then watching him in the European Championship. So I think he's probably, if you said to me he got 10 goals next season, I'd be like, yeah, whatever. I, I, I would be like, I can see it. But if you said to me he got like 18, I'd be like, I can see that as well. So mm. He's going to be good. 8.5 mil on normal fantasy. 
That seems like a bit of a steal. Yeah. I'm picking him up, let me tell you. Yeah. I was always the one who used to hang my hat on Darren Bent. I was always picking up Darren Bent. Good Lord. Jermaine, tell you what, one of my, a couple yeah. of my favourite players to have on fantasy, Jamal Lascelles for some reason. <laughs> and Lewis yeah. Dunk is the other yeah. one. that I always end up yeah. with these two for some reason. Yeah. I always end up with Wilfred Zahar and Hyungmin Son. Every <laughs> year, we've, we've done drafts like four years running and every year I've drafted Zahar or Son and then I think last year was the first year where I didn't draft Roberto Firmino too god uh, what a shame yeah god those those you still watch Dave any any players that for some reason always end up in your team Danny Ings every time we've done it it's true yeah it's well not, two times that's not for some reason that is wholly by design I always get Sadio Mane. I always get Mane. Um, you you can have him. But you can um, have him. Incidentally, four or five scores. Well, I mean, Jordan Ayew was fine until last season where he absolutely was just totally useless. So and I'm not hoping he ends up anywhere near my team this year. Did you just say Jordan Ayew? Yeah. Uh, for a minute, at least it's not Jordan Ayew. Um, <laughs> any, anyone you sort of, anyone you're sort of looking at thinking probably some I'm interested to see the season they have probably some late round value what are you thinking Mike Leon Bailey at Villa is going to be yeah fun. yeah that's going to be one to watch I can't believe he's gone to Villa yeah that's, weird that's fun I that's don't really care fun. what what's been said in the Hunt household about a possible title challenge well keep that to yourself <laughs> There's been none of that discussion. There really hasn't. Uh, ben White coming in at Arsenal. That should be an interesting one to watch. Yeah. Well, I don't know how many clean sheets they're going to keep. That's the only thing well, with that they were, one. They were good. They were good defensively last year, I thought. That, maybe that was just the eye test as opposed to actually, what actually happened. But they they seemed good defensively and they just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. So I'm less worried about Ben White as a pick. Um, another one that from the championship, Michael Elise coming in at Palace. It's just the most Palace signing I've, I think I've ever it's seen. Great player though. Yeah. Just quickly on Palace, what do you make of some of this recruitment? Because they obviously took a while to get Vieira in, and then they've gone all out. Really, they've got Mark Guihi from Chelsea, who obviously mm. impressed at Swansea last year. They've got again Conor Gallagher from Chelsea on loan from Chelsea, yeah. who played for West Brom last year, and. At least, like we said, what do you? And, you and they've got um, Joe, Wacky Joe Anderson from yeah. Leon, who was on loan at Fulham. I and think he was actually all right. <laughs> I think it's really good recruitment from them. They've yeah. got, they've lost quite a few old players um, and players that are just like Wickham. Obviously, never really worked out because of injuries. Van Arnholtz at the age of thirteen, you're like, yeah, this guy's probably not really good enough anyway. Why would you keep him on? And they've signed players that are, are quite young, but also have calibre. So I think I think they're definitely going about it the right way. They've, they've sought long-term replacements and players that, let's be honest, if they reach their potential, their level's going to be above Crystal Palace. Yeah. So they're, the players they're signing are almost investments as well as practicality for Palace in the next couple of years. Yeah. In terms of value for Palace players, what are we thinking does it? Because for years it's just almost solely stuck with Wilf Sahar. But um, well, Eze was brilliant, but he's injured now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Elise might be a decent pickup. It 
it will kind of depend how they're getting on, I think. He's five and a half mil as a midfielder, so you can sneak him in there pretty cheap. I mean, yeah. If they play how they were at the end of the season, Ben Teke might not be an awful shout. Because yeah. the way they were playing at the end of the season, they were playing in a way where he was actually getting service and yeah. for a few. But was it the classic, I'm out of contract, so no. I'll stop I think time. it's I, th- yes. I think comparing Hodgson to Vieira is going to be really difficult if if the indications that Vieira is going to stick to the kind of like the the progressive possession based style he had at Nice um I think we probably won't see the best of Benteke not that he can't do that but obviously he is better as a smash and grab kind of player we touched briefly on Leon Bailey at the Villa I just want to quickly talk about the Villa because obviously Jack Grealish could be going to City um so that's a hell of a lot of production that the Villa have to create because the whole offence is based around Jack Grealish being amazing. Looking to sort of replicate it with a motley crew in behind Watkins. So we've sort of got like Buendia, who obviously impressed last time he was in the league. You've got Bailey, you've got Bertram Traore. There's talk of David Brooks from Bournemouth. Mm. Um, what do you make of their efforts to replace him? I think I think Buendia is a really smart signing. He's yeah. a great creative player. He showed it in the Prem with Norwich and a, a struggling team. And both times in the Championship, he's been fantastic. I think he got like 18 assists last year. Something crazy. Um, also, Leon Bailey is an exciting signing. There's been a lot of talk about him for a while. I think, obviously, in terms of Villa, they have to be realistic who they can attract. I would say Buendia and Bailey are probably pretty much at the top of the the quality of players that you would associate with the signing. So I think, you know, obviously it's going to be hard to replace Grealish um, if he leaves. But I think they've, they've given it as good a go as they can in those two players for creativity. And again, they're both decent ages. So again, long-term players that they'll have. Yeah. And assuming... buy him a Villa shirt. <laughs> and no. assuming assuming they might keep Jack Grealish and in which case they're they're looking really loaded. Mike, any of those players take your fancy? Wendy I like I'm, in fact I've just put him in my team. <laughs> uh he's six and a half mil on fantasy. I quite like that. That's good value, I think. <clears throat> same same as Ward Prowse, just to give the listeners some sort of context. That's how much each of them are. Uh yeah. Yeah, Buendia and Bailey are really good signings. I was shocked that Bet. I think I, I, don't, I think I said it earlier that Bailey went to Villa. That seems like a good pickup because he was liked quite well across Europe. I thought. Mm. Uh, and yeah, Buendia obviously we know what he can do, and hopefully he'll get the license in a, in that Villa team to actually do it if Grealish goes. And if not, then you've got well, how the heck do you get those three in a in a team and get it to work behind them? I think you just tell Bertrand Traore to sod off, basically, the most one-footed player I've ever well, seen. they haven't already. They need to get Al Ghazi out of there. Jesus Christ. I think if someone's if there's a Villa winger that needs to be fired out of a cannon first, it's Trezeguet. Um, uh, uh, not for me. Um, you can line them up. There's a few of them there. If you line up all, if you line them up all in a row, Trezeguet will stick them over the uh, bar every time. Um, <laughs> just quick. There's a, there is a player I want to talk about, actually. Um, Ivan Tony, obviously, plunderer supreme in last year in um, the championship. But what do we think of him as a as a middle-of-the-road draft pick? How yeah. early do you think he goes? Not too early. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm still... 
I think Tony is a good player in the championship, but I'm really interested to see how he adapts to the Prem, especially when Brentford are not going to be given anywhere near the amount of time in, and they're not going to have the ball like they're allowed to in the the championship. It, it could literally be like what Brentford, what Norwich were like when they relied on Pukki the last time. He might have a bit of a he might he have a bit of a spell. No, I know what I'm saying is. He could score a decent amount of goals, but I don't think you can expect Brentford to be able to play how they did in the Championship. And it's going to be interesting to see what their output's going to be as a whole and what Tony's able to do. So I I think he could be one of those pickups that's really good, but I wouldn't put him particularly high. He's uh, he's in my team. How much is he, Mike? I think he was six and a half as well. Oh, that's good value. At six which and seems half. quite cheap to me. <clears throat> yeah, six and a half. Yeah, a team selected, but 31%. So there's 31% of the people who've already picked teams are on it. Yeah, it'll be wild card week two. <laughs> yeah, he'll be gone. <laughs> um, yeah, so quite interesting. A lot of things to talk about there. I do want to quickly ask you about Tottenham. Um, mm-hmm. obviously so much is up in the air like Harry Kane leaves that's what do they do there really it's pretty hard to know um, are you put off slightly by the fact that Nuno's going to be in there and I, the brand of football that he's going to play I feel a bit sorry for Nuno to be honest like he's come into a team that seems to be in chaos and he doesn't even know if his best player is going to be around he has I, no clue I don't feel sorry for him because the contract he signed said Tottenham Hotspur. He should have assumed that this would happen. No, I think no, I think with Spurs is, is a tricky one, to be honest. I, I don't. They're crap. Don't put their players up. I don't think Spurs if Kane leaves, they don't really have anything. They've got I some think... shocking footballers. Harry Winks. The guy's a terrorist. He's woeful. <laughs> woeful. A terrorist Jared hasn't turned up since like 2017. My favorite thing about this podcast is the same players get it week in, week out. Harry Weeks gets told off on this podcast. Look, we it's like you're sitting there, and I'm about to, I'm gonna, am I gonna have to do my thing where I'm like, people just pretend to know what Harry Weeks is doing? You like, don't have to do Harry's, that again. Moose is a soco for God's sake. Yeah. Um, big question, Mike, are you taking him? Who, Kane? No. If you're on about Harry Wings. Joel no. Linton. Joel Linton, J7. <clears throat> I haven't got him right now. In fact, let's look up the value of Joel Linton. Don't worry. Like, I don't think it'll be any rival. You draft, right? <laughs> you draft J7, I'll draft J5. He's 6 mil and he got 74 points. That's kind of... That's, a, that's, a that's not a bad return. Well, yeah? I'll draft a player that actually got loads of points last year and you draft the guy who's an absolute wally. <laughs> <laughs> I've called my team Joel Linton 7 on fantasy football. That's, fantasy why? That's not even good. I don't care if it's good. I'm just going to I'm going to do an equally bad one then and call mine J5's European Tour <laughs> just to annoy Henry. <laughs> yeah. We need to sort out our draft lads, by the way. We do. We, we do. We do. We'll set up a league for... When does the league start? Yeah. A w- a week 11 days. Saturday. 11 days. 11 days. From recording. So 10 when this goes up. Yeah. Um... Time travel. 
time travel. <laughs> Speaking of that, I'll do us for this week. Um, thanks for joining us for this little talk through of um, the draft of football. <laughs> Kalechi and Acho. Some things that have happened. <laughs> Kalechi and Acho. You know, I took the mic off and walk, had to walk across the room to sort of be like, what the fuck is he on about? Um, so, next week on the podcast, we'll be doing Mike's favourite episode. Um, yes. 20th episode where we try and predict where everyone's going to finish. Last year, got some of them colossally wrong. So let's see what we do this year. Where did we have like Sheffield United? Was it like 8th or something? <laughs> nah, nah, we didn't have them that high. I, I reckon 12th well, or 13th. 13, 13. We had Villa 17. Villa and West Ham were historically bad. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. At least one of them were going down. Yeah, I think we had I think we had a Villa going down. I think but we Villa didn't, were 19th. We didn't expect um, Jack Grealish to turn into the second coming of Ed Hazard for the first half of the season. So there you are. Um, in the meantime, Mike, if they want to follow you for more Joel Linton propaganda, where can they do that? Yeah, it's uh, at Mikey Breslin on Twitter. Uh, and if you haven't seen it, the Newcastle Away kit is, oh yeah, oh my God, it's fantastic. Oh, great takeaway, he's made itself onto the podcast. It has indeed. Oh, Dave, the people want to follow you for. <laughs> I don't even know what to do. Like, Ian Acho, like, what are you doing over there? <laughs> I like this that Ian Acho is somehow a worse take than J- J7. Yeah, yeah. No, but he meant it. That's the <laughs> no, thing he meant it. Yes, you did. Yes, no, you did. But we'll get the video. In like third round, not first. Right. Leicester score a lot of goals and create a lot. Right. Good right. at the end of the season. Right. Yeah, my at's uh, at 67 <laughs> Okay. It's actually at Dave Harris underscore 44. But if you just go outside and listen to the the wind rustle, the trash, that's how you can hear Dave's thoughts. Um, you can follow me at Wern17, but please don't please instead follow us at In and Around Pod on all the socials, including Vivo. Um, yeah, that'll do us. We'll see you next week for 1 to 20s. We'll see how high I can talk these two into putting Chelsea and how low I can talk Dave into putting West Ham. We'll have to dampen his expectations on the Villa, I think. Yeah, I think so. It sounds like he's pushing it for a title charge. I I just wanted to say it before I hear you telling us that your brother and dad have been (laughs) discussing that well. No, no, no. no. Wait until the top talk yeah. happens in the kitchen, Will. Yeah. Well, honestly, I'll never forget. I'll never forget my dad telling me that he thought John McGinn was the best midfielder outside the top four in the in the league. And I was like, he's not even the best midfielder at Villa. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> on that, on that, shall we? Can we get him on? No, we are not <laughs> getting him on. We are not getting him on. Possibly the worst takes you've ever heard of anyone. What are you, we'll let questions. him and Dave just chat for an hour and see what happens. That's got to go viral. He'd be telling me that Blues are terrible. I think what I remember, well, the last time they I are. came to your house in a Blues top, your dad said, <laughs> if we went out of toilet roll, we could use my shirt. So I was really told. He didn't say that, yeah. <laughs> he, hates, uh, he hates Blues. Anyway. Yeah, right. Until next time, goodbye. Sorry, Cheers. Laura. <laughs>